Hey there, Colin. How's it going? Hey, doing well there, Chris. Uh, back from your big, back from big ski trip. Back from my big ski trip, and I, you know, I thought it would just be good to let the listeners know that unfortunately I had some some technical difficulties uh, while recording in uh, Big Sky, and so Colin tried to record in the mountains. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of strange things can happen up in the mountains. The, mo- the mountains fight back. They say they fight back. You never know. <laughs> yeah. So if you notice, uh, and if you'll bear with us, that this episode talking about Dose Green Day second in the trilogy, uh, the first half we recorded while Colin was on a mountain, and the second half uh, is being recorded back in studio. Yes, that is correct. Yep. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> all right. Enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. That is the totally original Green Day podcast called Redundant. That is correct. What's up? I'm Chris Brady Denton, along here with my co-host. Uh, what's your name again? Uh, I, I I think it's Colin. Colin. Colin Brady. Colin Brady. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's he's right. my cousin or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something uh, like it's that. hard to keep, keep track. Mm-hmm. We are here counting down the greatest not just the greatest the greatest and the worst all of it we're counting down the green day discography leading up to the new green day album father of all motherfuckers otherwise known as foam (laughs) coming out this february Mm -hmm. uh this week we're covering the second in the trilogy dose Uh, two uh two dose Dose. it's called Dose. dose yes i'll say this I'll say we're counting down. I'm Chris Brady here. I'm a massive Green Day fan. Colin Brady, other co-host, massive Green Day fan. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I think people don't know about us so much mm-hmm. is, is that we are not necessarily always in the same room as each other. Unfortunately, that is that is true. You know, until they invent the teleporter machine, we will unfortunately have to be recording separately. And, yeah, or uh, planes. And when you or, say or, not always, it, the truth is is never, in fact. <laughs> no, I do not know what Colin looks like, but I know we're related. Yeah, and yeah, that's here, what I've been we told. both talk yeah. Green Day. My dad said but, that I have a cousin. His name apparently is Chris, but yeah. Yeah, and he said, here's a Green Day record. Here's the phone. <laughs> exactly. Call him up. Yes. You're going to talk about yes, this. Yes, yeah. And it's been that way for millennia, frankly. Absolutely, as long as I can. Uh, which is everything. Which is all that matters. Which yeah. is which is eternity yeah, to you. Exactly. We are massive Green Day fans. We're counting down to Father of All. But at the same time, it's important to stay connected with each other. Family is important. Mm-hmm. If we live in crazy times. You got to stay in touch. True, true. Uh, when you're so far away from each other. Yeah. Colin Brady, how are things in, in Seattle? See, it, are, are you even in Seattle? That's a great question. That's a great question. Normally, uh, as as our audience would know, I'm I'm a very boring person. I normally would just be in Seattle in my home doing boring things like a boring person would. But looking believe after it dogs, or not, holding bel- down a job, yeah, looking after dogs, friends, yeah, maybe maybe having friends, yes. you know, potentially going to work. Who knows? Slaying puss, just having a good time. We can only hope. We can only hope. Yeah. Yeah, we can only speculate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, the truth is, this time around, I am in uh, Big Sky, Montana. Um, going Montana. on a, on a, on a, I was going to say a little ski trip. And then I realized this is a big ass ski trip. This is the biggest ski trip I've ever been on. 
we just spent three or four days in Jackson Hole in Wyoming, and then we uh, cruised up to Big Sky, and it has been wonderful. And I somehow made so, I just somehow made an interesting trip sound pretty boring. So no, so you're you're <laughs> recording from the middle of mountains in Montana. Right in now. Montana, in Montana, exactly. The windy city, as they say. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Montana, the windy city. Well, that's very fun. Mm-hmm. Have you do you do black diamonds? Do you when you ski? You're skiing. You know, right? you I snowboard? I actually snowboard. I do snowboard. Um, oh shit! I tried okay. skiing once, and you know my father. He thought I learned more in my lesson that day than I did, and he took me to the top of the mountain, and I couldn't do it, and it was horrible, and so I never skied again. Interesting. <laughs> So now you're full snowboarding. But yeah, no, I, I snowboard, I snowboard, and I actually, you know, I would, I would argue, I, I kill it actually, for the most part, though I've been known to, to fall a few times. <laughs> um, so you could, there, you, there's no slope that you couldn't do. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of slopes I couldn't. Do. Well, I'm sure there's plenty. But I, I know, I, I've, I've been, I've been known to do a black or, a, or a double black or. Today, potentially a triple black. In fact, I did a triple black. I like my slopes like I like my coffee. You triple like black. triple black coffee? That's right. That sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. Whatever that, that means. Way too bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chris, Chris, I would be remiss. Yeah, speaking if of way too bitter, <laughs> why don't you ask me how I'm doing? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I just have so much going on, you know? Uh, but Chris, I'm so sorry. How are things going in boring ass Los Angeles? Are you are you doing anything interesting? I mean, th- yeah, things are okay here in Los Angeles. I'll, I'll I don't really have anything to contribute other than, man, oh, man, I hope coronavirus doesn't kill us all. Oh, come on. Starting with me. Oh, my gosh. Well, L.A. is one of the places that one of these people have been found infected with this horrible virus. And, you know, it's I'm reading all these articles that go like, well, as long as people wash their hands and, you know, like cover their mouths when they cough. It should be okay. I mean, I'm like no one is going to do that. Yeah, come on. I that promise is, you, that is not we're, necessarily we're asking too much already. Yeah. So, so that's mostly so what's been going okay. on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've just been freaking out about. Well, because you know, in every zombie movie, I am Legend, others, whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. A Walking Dead. There's always the main character who's the only surviving person in New York City or wherever they are. They're the yeah. only person. Yeah. They always walk by on a horse or some shit. They walk by a newsstand that has the paper, one mm-hmm. of the last papers. And it mm-hmm. says like, oh, uh, you know, uh, megavirus starting to infect those in U.S., <laughs> right? It's <laughs> always exactly like it's the headlines that. we're seeing right now mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, the uh, uh, turns out uh, from China, it's spreading. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea is it's to track to us, the audience, how this horrible thing started right, so right, yeah. small and grew. Yeah, no. And, yeah. and I, I, I'm seeing those headlines in real life right now. So I'm hoping, because here's the thing, I'm not Will Smith. I'm not the survivor. <laughs> I know that about myself. What if you have a badass so, dog there with you, like Will Smith did, though? You know. Oh God, I got it's true. I should get a badass dog, you know, because from what I hear, you don't want a bat, you don't want a cat, you, you want, want a, a fucking dog. dog yeah. Corona, coronavirus ain't spreading from dogs. No way. No, the dog is gonna eat that shit. It's gonna kill it. That's right. Yeah. Eat it up for me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's that's how it is in L.A. Uh, <laughs> I see. We, I, I mean, obviously, there's other tragic stuff that happened this week, but I'd say globally, uh, that's that's the big one I'm thinking about. <laughs> but yeah, L.A.'s had a rough week this week. That's for sure. I see. L.A. had yeah. a bad time. It's wow. been a depressing week. Okay. But 
But I don't want to be depressing, man. Of course not. Let's let's talk about happier things. I want to talk about happier things, including Green Day news. Some goddamn Green Day news. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so the the big Green Day story this week, we were I'm still sitting with oh yeah, but the big thing we're talking about is is and only thing really real fast is that they performed at the NHL, uh, what is it game? I don't know uh, All Star uh, Game in, in Saint, or some shit. I don't really All-Star watch hockey. Game. I'm sorry, but it was in St. Louis, I believe. Exactly. Yeah, I I don't know much about sports. If that's not been made evident already, wow, but you're I so lame. Know, sports ball is is so. F- Fun. <laughs> I don't know much about sports ball or sports puck in this case, mm-hmm. but I know a little bit about Green Day. And from what I hear, they put on quite a fun show. It sounds like it, yeah. Uh, with with a few with a few um, f bombs dropped. It sounds like yes. Yeah, so so Green Day did this amazing thing where they performed free outside the stadium for about ten minutes, mm-hmm. and 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 fans were notified that they could rush the stadium and maybe catch a green day show. And they did where they played bang, bang American idiot, of course, fire ready aim their NHL anthem. Mm-hmm. And then they went inside and then played an official televised show, you know, at the halftime of the game. Right, right, right. And as you said, they dropped a few F bombs up in this bitch. I mean, many of you would think, you know, that's not surprising for, for green day, but, um, I think on live television, it's it's a little bit less. I was going to say live TV is a whole different animal, and and NBC has been known to be uh, not super interested in that sort of thing in the past. They get they get very uh, trigger happy with the bleep button. They do, don't they? They do. Easy. And, and what's so funny is you would go, "Oh, Green Day swearing on TV." Well, I'm sure it's this lyric or that lyric, what what whichever lyric it may be. But the truth was, it was. Mostly BJA Billy Joe Armstrong doing his badass crowd work, exactly saying, "Get your fucking hands up in the air." <laughs> can't blame him though, you know. You can't blame him. That's that's just you know him being a hype beast, and that's fine. During American Idiot, he said, "Let's go fucking crazy." Yep. He, he like he just kept calling out, "Let's have a let's fucking rock and roll." So, and then I guess Trey tweeted out some more curses after. Oh, uh, I didn't hear about that. And, okay. And, and and I guess the, the whole band tweeted out, anyone know why we're trending? We've been busy <laughs> having a blast with the NHL in St. Louis all night. You know, I saw this uh, tweet. I did not even connect it. That's why they were writing that. <laughs> they're trending because they blew up the bleep button. I see. I see. Which is great. It is. It is. I'm, I'm all for it. I am too. You know, I, I'm honestly, the only reason I think you shouldn't curse is when like there's small children around. And if you're bringing small children to an NHL game, there's something else wrong there, I think. Yeah. And if there's large children around... Like you swear those cunts up. You exactly. Know? They you, gotta they gotta fucking learn what the fucking world is about, yeah. right? Small children, no. Large you know, children. That's off okay, limits. Yeah. Big children, large children, fat children, dare I even say? You can curse in front of fat children. Yeah. What do you think is the threshold? Like twelve, thirteen? I don't know. Twelve, thirteen kilo? <laughs> kilo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's for each uh, each uh, punk rock band. They can they draw that line themselves. That's you know? true. That's true. That's that's a personal decision. I don't want to get in between band and child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not my place. So that's that's really what's been up with Green Day. 
they're tearing up with the NHL. We've talked about them selling, you know, they kind of sold the single Fire Ready Aim to the NHL. Mm -hmm. It's cool to see some actual uh, live energetic performances coming out of this. And also some free opportunities for fans to see the band live. Seriously, yeah, it's, it's awesome for sure. Let's move on to something that's also a little crazy, a little fucked, a little uh, loosey-goosey, perhaps a little too loose. Mm. That's the album of the week. Dosa. Dos. We're talking about Dosa. Dos. Dos was uh, released on November 9th in 2012, um, almost exactly a month after Uno. Um, and this is the second in the uh, trilogy of albums they they released that year. That's right. And and this is a fast turnaround. I know it was planned, but as a fan, this is a lot. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to, to take in. It is, yeah, exactly. You you've barely processed Uno at this time. I know. It's you know it's a little unreasonable, but um, you know, they they were trying something new, so I, I kind of respect that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and kind of similar with the evolution, they had said that Uno, the first one, was power pop, and mm-hmm. Dose was kind of billed as Green Day's take on garage rock. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and that also included, or, or we've talked about this on the, on, if you go back to our Foxborough Hot Tubs, one of the, their greatest side projects, mm-hmm. the episode on, on their album. Right. Uh, Green Day toted this as being the second Foxborough Hot Tubs album. Right, right. Which I'd never thought of at the time, but now that I'm like listening to it again and knowing, keeping that in mind, it, it really does feel that way for sure. Definitely, it, it definitely does. And we'll get into it more song by song on mm-hmm. the one ones. Mm-hmm. But there's even certain examples of songs that just were written for Foxborough Hot Tubs and then ended up being put on this album. Notably, "Fuck Time," right? The song. Pardon me, but it is the title, "Fuck Time." <laughs> And the song Stray Heart, which right. of course became a single. Yes. The only single, I believe, from this album. The, yes, right. That's right. Yeah. The album was released. And, and this kind of, again, you know, we talked to Uno. You go back and listen to that if you're curious about the kind of the foundations of this project. But they wrote a shit ton of songs. Mm-hmm. And then instead of trying to edit themselves down, decided to release a shit ton of songs. <laughs> it's true. And that's that's really it's all true. you need to know. And I don't know the numbers, but I believe they did still cut out a good number of songs. Like they they wrote you know some stupid number of songs, and then end up cutting it down to whatever it was, like thirty six or mean, seven or something. Frankly, not enough. So help those songs that didn't make it. Those must have been truly god awful. Terrible. I know. I yeah. know. Seriously. My lord. God. And Jesus that that Christ. I hope that doesn't give away what how we feel about this album, but but yeah. Well, yeah, well, let's just keep rolling through the facts here. Mm-hmm. Uh the the album was officially released and this this kind of goes back to my point where I think Rolling Stone is I, I keep calling them cool whores and I stand by it because I think so they're true. too close to the product. Yeah. They yeah. keep getting high on their own supply, That's you know? That's so true. Where they'll give Green Day the cover in a big feature story. And then they'll give Green Day, you know, let's say four and a half stars out of five. For something that is clearly... I mean, for for example, Uno. They put Uno on their uh, Best number of the eight year. greatest albums of the year. Right, right. And, and, that's, and that's frankly, I'm, you know, not, not true. But also, I think because Green Day gave them a cover story. I think you're that right. year, I think you you're know? completely right. And, and I think to emphasize that, the album Dose, the second one in the trilogy here, was a released officially t- 
to Green Day fans by the Rolling Stone website on November 6th, which is an early release. It wasn't released until the 13th in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So if you're a fan of Rolling Stone magazine and you're a fan of Green Day, it kind of behooves you to keep in touch with both, which I don't agree with. Right. You know, a magazine should be a separate entity from the band. And if the magazine wants to be critical... You know, they should be allowed to without professional repercussions, exactly, similar yeah. to the band not expecting or relying on a magazine to release their own album. Exactly. Exactly. You know? It's 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 a lower level of like lobbying type of idea, you know, like you can't even trust you can't even trust what's uh, being put out there. The publication wise. That's you a know? great way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. I would compare it to every time you go on Yahoo News. I don't know why I still go on there every day, but I do. You do? I know, wow. I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's mom news. It's shit news. I understand. That's bizarre. Yeah. I don't but know why you do that. Every single time without fail, and I take a screenshot to prove it. One day I'll make a photo book of this. There will be amongst the top news stories. Oh, my God. The president. Oh, my God. Coronavirus. Oh, my God. Global warming. Oh, my God. 40% off flat screen TVs at Walmart. Oh my gosh. Beats headphones on discount at Amazon. There is guaranteed a sale item in the top headlines of Yahoo News every day. And, it, you know, they're bought. These are bought and paid for advertisements. Mm-hmm. Masquerading as news. I would also argue, you know, releasing your album through a music magazine is uh, a similar thing where you're you're saying, let's combine our audiences and uh, not not let people make up their own minds or find it naturally as they would want to. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. It, it's a little, uh, I don't know, slimy. Slimy, I guess. It is a little slimy. Yeah. And, that's, and all of that was a monologue to defend why I call Rolling Stone cool horse. <laughs> you know, I don't I like being crass, totally but I've, I've, no, totally fair. I've said it repeatedly. This is why. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They deserve it. They fucking do. But up, ne- up next here is a little interesting fact about Dose that's mm-hmm. uncool horror related. Um, and <laughs> that, that interesting fact is uh, that initial vinyl copies of Dose uh, feature Drama Queen, which is actually um, from Trey, the third album from this, uh, this trilogy, um, instead of Stray Heart. And, and this is just because they, they pressed... I don't, I don't know why they initially... You know, decided to do it opposite, but um, they basically pressed the two tracks differently, and then we're not going to you know repress tracks on vinyl uh, before they send them out. So that's that's almost like getting the the baseball card with an error, exactly, or, or a yeah. Lego minifig with a misprint. Yeah, right? it's actually worth much more because of the mistake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I, I think is very interesting. It's like what. It's stupid, and these songs aren't really of consequence, so maybe it doesn't matter. But how True. cool is it to get to hear Drama Queen months before everyone yes, else got to hear exactly. it? Exactly, and especially Drama Queen of all songs, which well, I think we'll get to in the next next uh, album. But that's a great song, I think. Um, yeah, all you need to know is that essentially was a fan favorite, long running, unrecorded song. Exactly, that yeah. finally did end up on Trey. We'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they did that little switcheroo between Stray Heart, which. We'll talk about it again in a second. Mm-hmm. I'd argue it's one of the better songs on this album. I would so that, agree, that's yeah. interesting too. Getting Dose Without Stray Heart, uh, also a bit of a disappointment. It is. It is. Yeah. I think yeah. they could have swapped it with a different song and then ended up making Dose a lot better. <laughs> uh, 
that's right. But yeah. cool to see and interesting to see how soon up to the deadline they were still making track list decisions. True. Switching yeah. things out. That is surprising. So close that the pressings had already started to, you know, being made that the factory, the, the record company had said, go ahead. Right, on this right yeah and green day were still making up their minds mm-hmm. on, on what these albums should be yeah and i think since then we'll, maybe we'll talk about more later they've kind of noted that these albums were really thrown together often times last minute right right and yeah they they really feel that way to a certain degree i think intentionally again but um yeah you can tell you can tell as you listen to it you can tell but what's interesting is a lot of critics couldn't tell Right, it's weird. At least at first, it's yeah, it's kind of surprising. At first, um, well, although let's let's start with just saying you know the sales, um, sixty nine thousand copies in the first week, which is actually a, a major low. It sounds like a lot, you know. Don't get me wrong, sixty nine thousand big number, but that's a low for the yeah, band. Yeah, that's fine. That's a low for the that's band. A career low. Yeah, and uh, that was the first album since signing to a major label not to sell a hundred k in the first week, um, which is was just pretty shocking. That's right, and. and- on top of that, the album, according to you know the latest numbers that we can see, mm-hmm. has sold 175,000 copies in the U.S. currently. That's not a whole lot more. Yeah, exactly. It's more than doubled since then, but that's still not crazy numbers. Yeah, no. Like American Idiot, Dookie. Right, exactly. You know, w- uh, any, any other album, really. Exactly, yeah. I would say on that point, it's... A lot to ask of fans to buy three albums in a row. It seriously is, yeah. And uh, and yeah, I haven't looked at the Trey numbers yet, but I'm I'm curious to see that actually. Because because well. we were talking about last week how Green Day, you know, they they had asked uh, Reprise Records, is this, you know, people had asked them, is this you trying to burn through your contract, right, right. to get three albums out of the way. And and Billy had laughed and said, "No, that you know they were very clear. This only counts as one album." Right, right. So uh, this is truly up to Green Day and their own business minds how they want to proceed mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Basically, when you release one album and then however many singles over the course of a year, let's say, yeah, you are constantly in support of that album, hoping that with each release, each promotional thing, you are getting more and more fans, old or new. To go to the store, to go to the iTunes store, to, you know, whatever, to spend music, uh, pardon me, spend money <laughs> to buy this music. Exactly. Music. Yeah. Um, essentially, though, spending music. Uh, <laughs> and they, and when you release an album trilogy like this, mm-hmm. you are, I, I think, essentially cannibalizing your own product. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. It, where it, a- anyone who's a casual fan, is not going to catch on and buy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're only you're limiting yourself to your hardcore fans. Yes, who are going to buy the first album. If they love it, they're going to buy the next album. If they don't, they might not. Exactly. Then only the people who love the next album, in this case, Dose, will buy the third album. Exactly. But again, expect fall off from that. I know. They're like cutting down their hardcore fan numbers by significant margins with this uh, trilogy, I felt like. And, you know, I love Green Day before this this trilogy, and I still do, but I, I will say my... My overall uh, respect for them definitely diminished around this time. This damage, I completely agree. This damaged my respect for them. I, I, I recounted the story last week of walking through the rain two miles from my shitty little college to buy Uno mm-hmm. physical copy. 
I did not do that with this one. Yeah. I did not care. Exactly. I, I Uno broke me. I was one of the fans, uh, I'm embarrassed to admit, who like kind of gave up after this album for a while. Yeah. I think I gave up after Uno as well. Yeah. And, you know, I heard this one. I heard Trey, blah, 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 but it just wasn't the same. Exactly. That sense yeah. of I'm enraptured, I'm on board. Yeah. I, I paid way more attention to Uno, unfortunately. And if they just put out one album with all the hits from all three albums, it would have been one of their best albums, I think, probably. Um, I agree. Yeah. It, it, or it, it certainly would have been passable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Interestingly enough, and you can hear it just through us talking right now, Dose garnered pretty positive reaction from critics surprisingly the numbers yeah. weren't so great yeah uh 68 on Met- it, metacritic which is pretty impressive you know reasonable it's okay yeah right yeah it's okay yeah c minus will we'll be generous yeah. but realistically i think a lot of critics came out the gate giving giving it a good review saying hey this album is Green Day coming back to their roots this is blah 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 you know there's all these ideas of what it means to write Pop punk, garage punk, they're going back to fundamentals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there were several critics who would kind of go, yeah, the l- music's fine, but the lyrics are kind of dumpy. Oh, the lyrics God. aren't there. The lyrics are bad a and, lot of the time, yeah. And other people going like, yeah, you know, uh, there's some ambitious ideas, but it just feels lazy. There's very very few and far between where the critics kind of noting that like, okay, 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 it's all very grand, but... I don't know. And what's so funny is I think the voice of those critics ended up being adopted, you know, and and, uh, simultaneously agreed upon with the general fan base and Mm -hmm. has become the kind of the legacy of this album ever since. Yes, yes. I I think even though initially there was good reactions, Uno was okay, right? But I think Dose really sunk the trilogy. I think so too. Um and honestly, this is weird too to say, but well, yeah, I I, I think that Dose is actually better than Uno as as just if you're just looking, looking them side by side. But the fact that it came out after is the problem, you know. Interesting. Yeah, I wholeheartedly disagree, but that's very interesting. That's okay. That's okay. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious where we will diverge as you know as we go through this. Well, to find out, should we hop into the one by one? Let's hop in. Let's hop in. All right, man. Well, uh, shall we hop into these one-by-ones there, Chris? Let's get into the one-by-ones. We're talking, of course, about Dose here. Uh, Track one is going to be See You Tonight. And in case you're wondering, this is is where we cut. We are in a, this is days later. Yes. See how chipper I sound? I just took a shower. (laughs) I'm about to. All right, enough of that. You're in cons about to. Look at that. (laughs) Dirty boy and clean boy. Let's mm. get into See You Tonight. Now, this is a real short track, just about a minute long, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, just sort of an intro to the album. 
That's right. It's just Billy in, a, in an acoustic guitar, and mm-hmm. I believe this is the the shortest song Green Day's ever released, if the rumors are to be believed. Ooh, interesting. Okay, uh, yeah. Making it three seconds shorter than Take Back, mm-hmm. the off Nimrod. Right, right, right. And now, I, I really like this song, actually. I think it's you very do. pleasant and, and relaxing to listen to. Um, and admittedly, as we'll see soon here, it, it doesn't maybe represent the album as a whole super well. But uh, but yeah, I like it. How about you, Chris? I think it's okay. It is very understated. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is. I think that does, as you mentioned, kind of is supposed to be a harsh juxtaposition between this song and what follows. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm not that into it. I think this is a bit of a standardy, and when I say that, I mean like it sounds like it's been written before. Oh, uh, okay. This doesn't feel very original. I, I mean, I get, I get where you're coming from, but you're wrong, you know. Okay, all right, <laughs> fine. That's fine. I mean, it, it's so short that I think by the time you get tired of it, it's over. That's true. So that's true. just fine. That you know? is true. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's something I probably wouldn't keep or ask. Like I wouldn't care to see this played live. That's always my ultimate test. Oh, okay. You know, I, w- I actually, I actually would care. like to see it live. You know, I don't know. All right. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong on that point. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> that leads us, yeah, to the to the juxtaposition, if you will, mm-hmm. and and so that was "See You Tonight," a sweet acoustic song about maybe bumping into a sweet old gal at the Five and Dime. Track two here is <laughs> about something else. Not yeah, it's not quite the same. Fuck romance. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not loving, we're fucking. This is yeah. fuck time. Um, now, I gotta admit, I, I I like this one instrumentally, which I'm almost ashamed to say because it's it's pretty gross otherwise. Well, uh, I'll say this just as we listen to the intro. This is the same riff as Father of All. Oh, Except slowed down. Father uh-huh. of All is a sped up version of this. Interesting. You know, that, yeah. that little riff there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely hear it. Cool. And, and we, we've heard that. These are examples of Green Day will sometimes cite their own past work mm-hmm. for inspiration. Uh, kind of uh, not stealing from others, stealing from themselves. I don't know how you feel about that. But <laughs> yeah, it I is. don't know. Very meta. I'll say this, very I, meta. <laughs> it is super meta, bro. I think, I think Father of All is more successful with this riff. Okay, that's fair. I, I think I probably agree with that as well. Uh, I do think it's interesting to say in the lyrics, um, Amanda Jones is referenced, and it makes me wonder if that is the Amanda, as in she, as in what's her name, as in millions of Green Day songs. Time of your life, yeah, uh, Bailey's Muse, mm-hmm. uh, it seems. And and yeah, exactly, those lyrics you're referencing, this song, as I said, is called Fuck Time, and it is very aggressive. It's about uh, sowing your seeds aggressively. Yep. And the lyric there is, oh, Amanda Jones, your holy grace. I want to choke you till you're blue in the face. Yeah. Got dirty thoughts and a dirty mind. So this is some intense uh, sexual contact we're talking about here. I don't, yeah. I don't care to speculate. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I guess it depends on how Amanda feels about it. That's right. Well, uh, yeah. I'll say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope she didn't hear this and was like, what the fuck? I know, we never did anything like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think the main riff, the is kind of basic. It's just a scale. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I, I don't, that, that's, again, these are all things that I feel like other people have written and Very even true. Green Day has written before yeah. uh, more effectively. And uh, it's, yeah, again, it, the, the whole 
theme of fuck time, the theme of going to a party and wanting to just kind of, you know, uh, have get laid, mm-hmm. is a running theme throughout this album because we're we're kind of hinting at perhaps some unfortunate infidelity yeah. within yeah. Uh, Green Day, particularly Billy Joe. Yeah, it's pretty and sad. his relationship. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're thinking about committing infidelity you're thinking about doing something that might mess up your life i'd Mm -hmm. advise you to stop when the red lights flash (laughs) great great transition there yeah here we go track three stop when the red lights flash and and that that is the title it's also a lyric they've used repeatedly isn't Mm -hmm. it yeah it's it's interesting i I think it's in uh oh love is that right it's in oh love it's Mm -hmm. in i believe 99 revolutions later Ah, on in tray that's right right it is, uh, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see this in the, at the, on the back of buses. Stop when the red lights flash. Uh, yeah. You know, look out for, for basically, it's kind of saying, be aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've always taken that to mean. Yeah. And, yeah, while, while I do think it's cool to to have these sort of, like, motif-type things going on throughout the trilogy, um, I, I don't really like this song, actually. I think the lyrics are boring, the instrumentals are boring. Um, but at least it's not gross, I guess. Yeah. I, I will say, I think I like this one a little bit more than Fuck Time. I, I should have pointed out about Fuck Time that that was originally a Foxborough Hot Tub song. Uh, that's as, right. as we mentioned during the Facts of the Album of the Week. So that was something that they then transitioned into this Green Day record, even though it's kind of billed as the second Foxborough Hot Tubs. Mm-hmm. Stop When the Red Lights Flash here is something that I actually could really hear the Foxborough Hot Tubs doing very well. Oh, as, yeah. Uh, particularly I, the yeah. chorus. Mm hmm. I could see that, actually, yeah. Like, this reminds me of Ruby Room a little bit in the melody. Oh, yeah, I feel that. I do. You know? Mm-hmm. That makes me like it a bit more, but, actually, now that you're saying that. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this one grew on me a little bit. Yeah. I, I think I kind of like this one a little a little bit, certainly more than the first two, but not mm-hmm. as much as the next one. Oh, track yeah. Track four. This one's Lazy a, Bones. This one's a fucking banger. I love this song. Like, actually. Not being sarcastic. Um, Me too. Uh, the, the, drum the, the, hmm? the drum intro is great. The drum intro is great. I love the progression. It has been pointed out to me that it is the same as "Give Me Novocaine." Mm. Again, Green Day going back to their own well, mm-hmm. you know, drawing from their own reserves there. Right. But it's sped up. I think it's a, the song's different enough. It doesn't make me think of "Give Me Novocaine." Right. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, have realized that. It is that. its own animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just was going to say, it's like the only bummer of this song, uh, I think it should have been a single. I agree. But it, it wasn't quite a single. It was, however, a featured on the Green Day themed level of Angry Birds, <laughs> which we've talked about before. I think they did that with Uno with yeah. Lost of Control. I don't, I don't love it when Green Day No, that. that makes me dislike the song slightly, which is sad because I really like the song otherwise. Um... But I don't know what to say. The melody is incredibly catchy. The lyrics are pretty pretty cool as well. And it's about... The, the subject matter is so much more relatable for Green Day. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm so sick and tired. I am, I am done, you know, mm-hmm. with the day-to-day. And I think Green Day fans are much more willing to get into that headspace than this, like, hey, let's have a fucking party, yeah. <laughs> agreed, agreed. We're not used to that. Yeah, no, I... I 
I'm surprised Billy went for that in the first place. I think I thought he knew. I thought he knew us. I thought he knew us. Like yeah, <laughs> like we well, know. Similarly, <laughs> we talked about it last week, and and you know these songs were all written and recorded during the same period, and mm-hmm. it's pretty clear that Billy was on a lot of you know drugs, drugs and 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 alcohol and and binging a yeah. lot during this time. Yeah. Simply because he ended up having to check himself into rehab right before promotion of this album. Mm-hmm. You know, promotion was just getting started for Uno. Yeah. So. Yeah. This song, to me, the reason I really like it, too, is it sounds like one of the more honest things to come out of the trilogy, mm-hmm. where I think this is Billy writing about waking up and not having his pills and having slight withdrawal. Yeah. If you listen to some of these lyrics, they're just... I mean, it sounds like someone who, who needs their fix, Absolutely. quite frankly. Absolutely. And, and I really like, too, that he has like a couple lines here, like, I don't want your sympathy, I don't want your honesty. Which, by the way, the melody right there is great. But those lines yeah. are, are just... It's I just cool that he realizes that he's an asshole and he shouldn't really be yeah. getting <laughs> sympathy from it. Um, all I want some peace of mind. Yeah. Very relatable, right? Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm, I'm all for Lazy Bones. Yeah, I am Thank too. Thank you, boys. Mm-hmm. I think the solo's dope. Oh, yeah. Good no all question. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This next... I'm curious to see if we feel the same on this next one. Mm-hmm. It is a wild one. <laughs> it is. Um, that's track five wild one um and now i i really like this song i think it it meshes well with lazy bones i think it makes sense that they're next to each other um and i don't know i i really like the uh the melody on this one still i like sort of the slow bum bottom bottom type thing. kind of that driving rhythm the driving bass there yeah, yeah thank you yeah that's what it is I agree, but this is a very this is an earworm it for is. sure. Mm-hmm. This gets caught in my head. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I, I do again. I do think it's a little basic. It's a song that we've kind of heard this progression before. We've heard this rhythm before. We've even heard melodies like this before. This mm-hmm. doesn't break any grounds. But on a bad day, this gets caught in my head, and I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And there's always a sick guitar solo too. There, yeah, there is. Yeah, and the guitar parts are cool. It sounds huge. Like mm-hmm. I, I do. There are some good things to be said about Wild One. Uh, the lyrics referencing Venus is a. Uh, I was reading. She's the Roman god of Afro, Roman form of Aphrodite. Pardon mm. me, from the Greek. Okay. Um, and who's the goddess of love? Venus right. is. So, the lyrics. This girl gave up on Jesus. What's the lyric? She gave, she up, gave up on, on Jesus. Jesus for living on Venus. For living on Venus. Yeah. Exactly right. And I think that's basically Billy being like, you know, uh, premarital sex happened. Uh, yes. She gave up on Jesus to whoever we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. But and it's, it's clearly, I, it's supposed to be comparing uh, Western religion and then this ancient Greek mythology, Roman mythology right. of, basi- of, of uh, orgies. <laughs> of orgy is that what yeah. venus is about really well they say love but right. you know the romans really like orgy depart. yeah that's true yeah. that's true <laughs> um as far as who this might be about too i was sort of wondering like the beginning of all these verses start with just the line she you know which obviously makes me think of uh she off of dookie which is written about yeah, amanda. possibly um, this amanda character yes. yeah yeah but uh that's and, just a and, thought no, that's a great thought. And yeah. but regardless, it does seem to be about infidelity. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. Right. And I think Continuing the lyrics with the theme of this that. album, yeah. Yeah, and I mean and that really leads into the next one, which <laughs> oh, isn't boy. even veiled. 
This is directly <laughs> about it. This is make out party. <laughs> yeah. A name like that, don't. Oh. How, how do you feel about this one, Chris? Uh. I believe the the line I have on this song, and I think it's correct. I think it's pretty good. This reminds me of a shitty network song, even though it's supposed to be a shitty Foxborough hot tub song. <laughs> I 100% feel that, yeah. Like the worst of the network. Yeah. <laughs> like right hand arama or whatever. Uh-huh. And even though it's supposed to be dressed up like a Foxborough hot tub song. Yeah. I, I'm not super into it. No, I, I agree. I hate this song, both the instrumentals and the lyrics. And, uh, yeah, just makes me think of that Oh Love music video, which, if the listeners will remember, we were talking about uh, last week. Um, it's kind of skeezy. Really, really skeezy. It's like just Billy Joe and the, the other boys, the boys uh, playing music in a studio with, like, all these half-naked like, models, basically. Drunk models. Yeah, yeah this, it wasn't a great look, especially considering everything that followed yeah and with all the infidelity like this song for example i'd say is definitely about infidelity it's about oh going God. to a makeout party for goodness sake i know what the hell yeah, is so- a makeout party again we we're we're virgins we don't mm-hmm. know much about the ways of of carnal pleasure true but i will say this if i did know anything about it i would say that you don't go to a makeout party with your partner you don't bring your fucking wife to a makeout party, okay? That's what, like, high schoolers go to. I don't think so. Unless you're swinger. Unless you're both swingers, you know? If you're both swingers, you yeah, know, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Whatever floats your boat. I'm just... Yeah. I'm Wild swing. Different I, again, strokes I for different folks, as they say. Well, that's for sure, and I think that's the problem here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the different strokes are the problem with, with the different folks. Yeah, yeah. And again, that rolls. This theme is this album is this heart of this album is just cheating, cheating, cheating. It is because we're going to be cheating our way over here to track seven, which is called Stray Heart. Mm. Now, despite despite the fact that it's about cheating, uh, I actually think this song is great. I think I think it's really well written, both instrumentally and lyrically, and uh, the music video is also really awesome. The music video slaps. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. And I, I agree. I think this is probably my favorite off of the album. Oh, more than Lazy Bones. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but that's, you called me there. But but okay. Stray Heart certainly one of them. It was the uh, lead single off the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only single. Yeah. The only single. Pardon me. The only single off this whole album. Crazy thinking about how in Uno they rolled out like what four or five. Yeah, which is stupid. Knowing that yeah. these were coming, I don't know why they didn't space themselves out a little more. Yeah. Stray Heart is a, clearly a single. It's got that great, like, four-on-the-floor rhythm. Mm-hmm. Mike's bass line is just so infectious. It is. I, I should point out, it is very similar to the UK hit A Town Called Malice by mm. The Jam, which came out in 1982. Okay. If you listen to that song, A Town Called Malice, it, it you can hear it. But again, I'd say that these are rhythms and progressions that are kind of for everyone right okay fair it's, enough. it's i don't i wouldn't know if the jam would even say they were the first people to do that basically okay mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i think it's kind of passed down yeah but, Interesting. but I, it doesn't the song's very dancey there's a reason these rhythms survive is because they're so catchy and dancey yeah definitely i feel i feel myself tapping my leg already yeah this song feels like a hit and i think honestly i think because they 
as, as we keep saying, kind of cannibalized their own audience with this mm-hmm. one, two, three album release. Right. The, this song only reached number ten. Uh, where? Not here. In Japan. <laughs> Which Who is knew? great. I'm glad the Who Japanese knew they liked love Green Day. Green Day. I'm I'm yeah. I'm in. I'm down for that. That's awesome. But yeah. it just didn't make any noise here in the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. And I this this could have been a lead single. Oh, easily. This is definitely. very has all the elements. Yeah, it's funny because I and think I like this more than almost any song on Uno too. You might be right. I yeah. agree. I think it's up there with the best of them. Yeah, if not better. Yeah, the video's about this guy, this punk guy chasing down his his heart, which is uh, like a version of a, a a little version of him, a mini me with the head is actually a anatomically correct heart. Mm-hmm. And he's chasing him all over town as his heart is sleeping with all these other women. Mm-hmm. And and he's a really good guy. He's got this hole in his chest. He's trying to work it out. And he's just trying to get his stupid heart to get back in line. Right, right. Which is an interesting uh, justification. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should be called stray dick, not stray heart. And the video is this guy chasing his anatomically correct severed penis. Right. All yeah, over I think town. that make more sense for sure. Because that's what everyone says, right? It's it's the, you know, thinking it, with I, your sometimes dick. I think with yeah. my dick and not my heart. Right. Thinking with the thinking with the wrong head. Uh, Billy does not seem to be from that school of thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the video. Uh, and interestingly enough, it's one of the only videos to not feature Green Day. It, it might be the only one. Oh, where, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, I think, again, because Billy was in rehab at this time mm-hmm. they couldn't continue promotion for the rollout of these albums mm-hmm. he they couldn't be this video so they just shot it with character i think it's a very effective it's great yeah uh just interesting that yeah they couldn't be there yeah uh credit credit to the video goes to uh robo shobo uh, who's robert schober who's the uh <laughs> his artist name is robo shobo which I is d- cool but he did great <laughs> interesting interesting name Ugh, i don't know i don't have a transition for this one shit Track eight well, is track okay, eight no, here's Ashley. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no transition. No no formality here. This is right. we're leading into Ashley. This this song, I mean, how do you feel about it, Colin? I I don't really like it. Um I, I think I think lyrically actually I like it more than than um musically. Um only because it's like just paints this really bleak, bleak picture of this person that billy joe used to know basically you know or whoever wrote this song i assume billy yeah yeah billy wrote it It, it, i mean this seems like it's about uh, someone struggling on this ashley i believe her name is he only (laughs) says it 500 fucking times yeah uh i think her name is ashley (laughs) if i could hazard a guess and she's struggling with drugs on the street yeah a story green days uh told before Mm -hmm. Not, not not unfamiliar territory here but the the spin here is that this is someone he used to love and maybe be with, mm-hmm. and now he's cutting them off. And yeah. he's not wanting to help them. So back when I loved you, you used to dangle my heart with your puppet strings. But time yeah. comes around and I'm not so naive. Yeah, and he finishes, you're, you're looking like hell and you're no fucking saint. Which is, yeah. yeah, it's pretty harsh. Yeah, so it's, it is, it's bitter. Yeah. I, on, and I think it's about crystal meth. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think there's a line. It's uh, we used to call it speed, but now it's crystal meth. Yeah, yeah. So that's fine. I'm down for a nice dark song once in a while. It just it feels unusual in this trilogy, which seems almost bubble gummy and poppy mm-hmm. and 
this this would almost feel more at home uh, on Nimrod subject wise. Yeah, yeah, I feel or that. or, or uh, it's too poppy for this, but on Somniac, you know, yeah. that's that's where all the meth stories go. <laughs> it's true; those are dark albums for sure. But I I will say, as far as the melody goes, uh-huh. this almost this feels very familiar. I can't even pinpoint what it is. Like a Green Day song or a different uh, band or I, whatever. Maybe even a different band, or maybe even a lullaby. The huh. that that okay. the verse, the pardon me, the chorus part there. Uh, if anyone knows it, let me know. I just feels like every time I hear it, I'm like, "What is this? I can't pinpoint it." Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can see that. I could see that for sure. But you know, that's I don't know because I'm looking at the world through baby eyes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm. He's talking about being naive. I'm naive. I don't. I don't know nothing. All I know <laughs> is track nine here is baby eyes. Now this now, one just starts before, real suddenly. I've said it before, Colin. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. My favorite part about this song is him, the yelling intro. Right. Ah, go. <laughs> I like that. I I don't really care. I mean, I don't dislike it, but I don't really care about it. But. I'm happy you enjoy it. I'm happy you enjoy it. Well, it's like each of these songs start the damn same, and I'm just glad to see, you know, like you got to shake it up once in a while. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I feel that. Beyond the intro, though, what do you think about the meat of the matter? Beyond the intro, well, beyond, well, including the intro, I think this is a weak mm. song. I, again, I just don't find it interesting. Uh, the melody is boring. It's, you know, like we said, very similar instrumentals like the rest of the, the album. Um... Yeah, I don't know. That's that's pretty much how I feel about it. How about you? That's funny, man. I actually think I like this one a lot more. This might get a pass from me. Wow. I just maybe it's short and fast, and and I, I like the very simple the wow wow that that weird lead guitar note that he bends. Okay, it's yeah. Very simple, but yeah. I, I like it. it mm-hmm. It's driving. The the riffs I think are good. The melody. You know, it's not anything remarkable, but I think it's catchy. Okay, yeah. The song is, in the subject matter, though, is the only part where I get a little questioning. Whereas it's clearly, I think, about coming. <laughs> I, I think it's about sex in, like, in a most carnal way. Mm-hmm. And I, it, Billy even quoted about this song, He Billy Joe said, he wants to, this character, likely him, again... He wants to protect her from the more dangerous side of his personality. Interesting. Interesting. So I think it's this guy. He's like, I want you so bad, but I will like ruin you. Don't you? Like I knowing yeah. that I'll, you know, I'll take mm-hmm. your innocence and it's yeah. no good. You know, they say my middle name is danger is one of the lines. So that's right. My middle name is danger. <laughs> Which is what just sort of a silly way to say like, I'm bad for you, but you know, whatever. Well, dude, speaking of, uh, <laughs> Oh God. Speaking of something that's bad for you, let's talk about <laughs> track 10 here. Oh, oh lordy lord. Lady this Cobra. Is Lady Cobra. Uh, this is where we probably have to stop and like take a breath. Yeah, this is, this is going to take a lot. this is like the big subject of the album, oh, boy. honestly. Um, this is kind of the nader. Yeah, I mean, Chris, why don't you, why don't you lay down the, the story of who Lady Cobra is for the people? A lot of speculation. I mean, people know, but there's a lot of speculation as to what the actual interactions were between this mysterious Lady Cobra and the not-so-mysterious Billy Joe Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Mr. Heart-on-his-sleeve, uh, dick-on-his-pant-leg, yeah. Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Lady Cobra is a rapper slash singer, mostly rappers we'll hear in a second, from mm-hmm. the Mystic Knights of the Cobra is the name of her group, her band. Mm-hmm. I don't th- they're no longer together, I should point out. And she was spending a lot of time with Billy Joe Armstrong during the writing and recording of this album. Mm-hmm. And as a result, two songs kind of ended up in tribute to her, uh, namely this one, named yeah. fucking Lady Cobra, yeah. for God's sakes. And a lot of speculation essentially was that maybe Billy, the person that all these infidelity rumors are about, was with this Lady Cobra. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it, Sorry, finish. Oh, I was going to say, like, and, and, you know, to back that up, even the black and white cutout on the back of the album, the art on the album is a cutout of oh, her yeah. in a sailor hat with the pink X over her eye, like on the uh, band members on the front covers. Right, right. Okay. So, yeah. he, as, so, so far as even include her in the art of the album, not to mention having two songs about her yeah. directly on one album. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look it doesn't look good at all. And and in the song even you can see him say like I don't know, cuddle up with me real tight, talk to me by candlelight. And then like he also has a line later on that's like I just want to be your friend. It's like very contradicting. Um I think I think Billy knew how wrong this whole thing was. Assuming this is what happened. Knew how wrong this was. Yeah. Oh, completely. Couldn't help it. He was thinking he was he was thinking with the wrong head again. I mean, there's a lot of the, the lyrics kind of reference, you know, needle in my eye, some uh, some risky drug behavior. Ah, uh, yeah. Is also, I just want to get you high, blah, blah, blah. I, I wonder how much of the lyrics are the character, the person, Lady Cobra, talking to Billy, and mm-hmm. how much are him talking back to her, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Some of them, I think, seem to be expressing her saying, like, let me take care of you, let me get you high. Yeah. Like, I just want to be your friend. I, again, I don't really know, but it, yeah, uh, Billy, even in writing a song about it, had to have known the implications. Yeah, I think so. I, I really wonder what what eighty thought about this, like prior to the release and everything too. I wonder if she even weird. knew. Yeah. Oh god. Again, we 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 talked about, and I'll just say this in between this and the Lady Cobra and the next song. This, this is a rumor, grain of salt, I do not know, and no one really knows, because this is all their personal lives, and you know it's not really our business. Yeah, true. I'll, I'll say that for sure. But of yeah. course, as fans of something so personal, uh, like music, something yeah. where, where Billy really can't help but write what he's feeling. Yeah. You, of course you look into things. Of course fans want to know the truth of the situation. Yeah, yeah. So there's this, this little rumor that I've read. I don't know if it's true, but according to, I guess, some reports of sources around the band, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong had been sober for one year prior to his meltdown at the iHeartRadio Music Festival, which we talked about in Uno, where he smashed his guitar and went on this whole tirade. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was hilarious and punk rock, but it was really self-destructive and not healthy, and, and it led to him needing to check into rehab. Right. right. So... The rumors he'd been sober one year previous to that, and the bout of sobriety happened because he had kind of hit a rock bottom before the quote here is some kind of lapse in judgment and kind of let everyone knew that he needed to get his shit together. Yeah. And the thought is that this Lady Cobra was that thing yeah. that happened, mm-hmm. that essentially he had a an affair with this woman who was probably really feeding his ego, feeding, indulging in all of his worst musical tendencies, I mm-hmm. would say. <laughs> and 
And, you know, he got found out or one way or another. I, who knows what happened? And yeah. he had to clean up his act. You know, and then, of course, he kind of imploded again before the albums even came out. But mm-hmm. during this writing period, apparently, was he was partying quite a bit with people who maybe didn't have his best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it certainly comes out throughout all three of these albums, I think. That, well, uh, I was going to say, if you need any evidence of that, look no further than track 11. <laughs> God. <laughs> Nightlife. Uh, featuring Lady Cobra. Featuring uh, Lady Cobra. Did you hear that, folks? Yeah. How many feet? This isn't an Eminem record. This isn't Lil Wayne, all right? This isn't a Drake track. Features are not common in the Green Day world. And by not I, common, I this is like I literally don't think I can think of one. any. Yeah. Th- they'll have people come in and, and contribute, but to, to do so much that you're getting a feature credit? Yeah. It's extreme. I mean, and, and, and it's not, it's more than, it's not even just, oh, they, they rapped the bridge. Lady Cobra here raps all of the verses while Billy sings as one hook. The majority of the song is her talking about how dangerous and fucking cool and badass she is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really cringy Beastie Boys like rhymes. <laughs> I think this is... I don't know much about rap, but I know this ain't good rap. Colin, that was a lot of thoughts. What do you think? I I like I just don't want to even talk right now, but uh, I'm just going to get it. I'm just going to get this out of the way. I I like the baseline. I kind of like the rapping. Oh god. <laughs> no. I like the hook and the whole they song to you. The whole song kind of reminds me of Kill the DJ off of uh, Uno, which I Who which got I, to if, you? if if you'll re- recall I enjoy just cuz it's, you know, novel and weird for Green Day. Do they have your wife? Do they have your kids? Why are you saying this? <laughs> please help. Please help. Um, Did they say they'd let them free if you liked Nightlife? <laughs> Come on now. I think this is... Okay, uh, let me address what you said just there. Okay, the yeah. baseline. I agree. Yeah. Can Mike write a great baseline? Yeah. Any day of the week. That's mm-hmm. no biggie. Is Billy's hook somewhat interesting and okay if you're into that sort of thing? Sure. Don't you fucking dare compare this to Kill the DJ. There are so many bad decisions that led to this. I don't like the backstory. Don't get me wrong. It's a horrible backstory, but like, shit, I can't help it. I think it's kind of catchy. Oh my God. The rap, the raps are so cringe. I, I just, I, I really can't understand the, I, I truly think this is the worst Green Day song. I mean, the, but not just for, like, I think the history makes it worse, but yeah. hearing it, I, I remember the first time I listened to this album when it first came out, I was like, I, had a physical reaction to hearing this. Jesus. The idea that Billy would give up his mic for someone when you're already writing such an abundance of songs. There's no need yeah. for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, unless, I, unless you were getting Yoko Onoed, right? And I'm, so, I, I'm sorry to be Yo, crass, Yoko, but I just Yoko think, and John were in love, okay? Stop hating. You're right. This is different because they actually were together as a couple. This is probably even more shameful. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah, do you think if he played this to eighty, she'd go great, honey? Good no, track. Of Definitely include. Not. Of course not. I'm not trying to defend it. I just think that listening to it, 
it's kind of catchy to me. That's all it is. I don't even like the lyrics. The lyrics aren't good, but the baseline is good. Thank the you. The hook is good, and the rapping is. Ca- it's like I don't like the lyrics of the raps, but I like the like the, the rhythm of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Oh, well, I think I think this is a rhythm heavy album, and I agree with you. The rhythm's good. A good rhythm does not does not a good song make. <laughs> I'm say not that. saying it's a good song. I just think it's fine. All right. Anyway, well, is, I know I'm glad we're too into the spectrum here. It's good to explore that. It That's is what the show's trying to do. Exactly. But you're you're emphatically wrong. Okay, fair uh, enough. So. <laughs> uh, uh, let's and, move and, on and to, some, to what? Well, I'll just want to point out this last quote. Yeah. that uh, is kind of I, I wraps up this perhaps this whole cheating matter mm-hmm. with some confirmation. But the descriptor on this song of what this song's about is it they say nightlife tells a story of a narrator falling under control of the temptress lady cobra who entices him with sex drugs and alcohol in spite of this the narrator feels thrilled by her the relationship between the two characters is an example of the dominance and submission aspect of bdsm i mean what whatever you're into right like different strokes for different folks again I'm different strokes is just fine. I think it's the different folks that was the issue here. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, get that. I, I want Billy to do whatever he wants. I just, I, I, you know, we know he has struggles with this. And, and yeah. I think anytime you're combining sex, drugs, and alcohol, you know, I'd say pick two, <laughs> right? Pick your favorite two. Why? Okay, fine. All fine. three can really get you into some trouble. What about rock and roll? How does that play into the equation? Oh, that's all under the umbrella, rock and roll, baby. Oh, okay. No, you're <laughs> right. Rock and roll is its own. You're right. Rock and roll should be number one. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, Nightlife has never been performed live, so. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's, that pr- is pretty and telling, I, I for sure. I can't imagine it ever will be. <laughs> <laughs> as long as as long as long 80 and uh, Billy Joe stay together, probably. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, Lady Cobra, as it turns out, uh, the rapper, the actual woman, she now lives in Hawaii, I believe, as a tattoo artist. Huh. Weird. Yeah. So she doesn't even do music anymore. Weird. Because I, I think this was supposed to maybe launch her career or something, and it, it did not. The right. The Green Day fandom did not, uh, did not accept this at all. <laughs> Shocker. And I think this song is, is largely the reason Dose is considered the worst of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I, and I think it's a shame because it it comes before a song that's, I mean, well, it's loud. Well, it's loud. I would say, wow, that's loud. Oh, uh, wow, that is loud. Let's <laughs> contract track, it. Wow, track, that's loud. Let's track twelve here. Wow, that's loud. Wow, that's loud. And I I think I always think every time I hear that riff. Uh, it reminds me it's kind of christmas carol i feel or that something. i feel that it, it for me it kind of reminds me of like a uh anthem like maybe not the american anthem but some sort of national anthem you know i don't know why oh that's actually a great point too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah it's it's because musically it's, it's a pretty fun, fun song it's a fun song yeah um lyrically i don't know how i feel about it lyrically it's sort of weird and i don't know i just can't relate to it i guess <laughs> Yeah, we're back at the party yeah. very much now, aren't we? And this is, again, I hate to speak for you, Colin, but I'll speak for us. I'll uh-huh. say, we're, again, we've said we're both virgins. We're both 
you know, little boys who don't know much about the ways of the world true, and, and true. carnal pleasure and yeah. you know, the flesh and all of that. You're right, right. But I, again, I just met the lyrics here. The hook is, wow, that dress is so loud. Yeah. Wow, that dress is so He's screaming it. That's what, wow, that's loud, the title is referring to, this woman's dress. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say this. If I ever were in a relationship, yeah. if I ever were to know things about ladies or ever were to go to parties right. where people were looking dressed up, yeah. I would. I have never, ever, ever once looked at a dress and thought, wow, that's loud. No. No, not once. I, and so even much if I so had, I want to write a song. Even if I had thought that, I would never in a million years say that, you know? Re- yeah, repeatedly. Oh, God, no, yeah. With this, like, wild like guitar line. Yeah, with this wild guitar line behind it. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I think if this if the lyrics had been worked a little bit or the subject had been changed, that yeah. would have been good. Again, I don't think the person that you're going, you're screaming, wow, that dress is so loud, is your wife at the party. I doubt it. I doubt it. I know. Again, I hate to jump on that again, but I don't think... <laughs> I think I, I think, think like, we've, oh, we've, we've honey, sufficiently drilled in that Billy Joe's a scumbag <laughs> and throughout this album. But uh, might as well, well say a few I more think, times. I think, I don't know, I won't say he's a scumbag. I love him. I'd just say I think he was going through a really bad period. And was maybe maybe a scumbag in this period of time? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. He's being very careless. He was hurting people's feelings, including the fans, and that's fine. True, true. Wow, that's loud. Wow, it's a long song. It is 428. That's actually the longest on this album. Mm-hmm. It's again, yeah. I, th- I think I think maybe we agree on this. I think the music elements of it, all the instrumentation, I actually kind of enjoy. Same, yeah. I think the yeah the song is just a little weird in its subject matter. I agree, definitely. Yeah, I think I, but, yeah I, I mean, think that kind of sums it up too. <laughs> I mean, speaking of being loud or weird in its subject matter, <laughs> let's get to track thirteen here, which is Amy. Um, this is another sort of weird song. It's weird that they bookended this album with with two acoustic tracks. Um, considering it's just a yeah, party it kind of, album it kind of ends how it started yeah yeah, yeah. um but basically yeah just a little acoustic uh track with just billy joe on the guitar um singing about amy winehouse i believe um who he never actually knew or met or anything but he felt uh compelled for whatever reason to to write it i guess that's right it is it's kind of weird i i remember i heard this song, I think they released a trailer for the the trilogy, and this was on the the trailer, and so that was kind of a sneak peek. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of feel like the song is going to build or something, and it truly is just him and the guitar the whole time, mm-hmm. it's a very passable, again, almost standard, like little acoustic pop song. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have any surprises. Uh, Billy does a nice falsetto during the bridge, mm-hmm. which sounds very vulnerable. I can get into that. Yeah, but yes, the, at the heart of the, the all of that aside, I think you're right. The real issue here is that this is a supposed to be in memoriam or dedicated to uh, mm-hmm. honoring Amy Winehouse, the late great, uh, you know, R&B blues singer. I don't know how would you categorize her. I, yeah, I think I think R&B like soul almost or soul. Something. Yeah, definitely. I, I think she bent genres and she's uncategorizable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But she was a, she was a true artist, and uh, he wrote this song. 
and here's the quote of, of it because he did, yeah, as you said he did not know her this is where I start to feel a little weird mm-hmm. he said Billy Joe said I didn't know her I just thought it was a real tragic loss it's interesting because if you think about Dose it's a party record and so at the end of it Amy kind of comes across as the consequences of the party yeah that's a pretty weird thing and to I say think, I think that's kind of a fucked up thing to say yeah having, not knowing the person if you knew the person that would be really fucked up yeah uh, and if you didn't it's also kind of fucked up uh, yeah I, I feel that definitely and especially especially because I mean he's he's sort of he got lucky maybe that he hasn't wound up the same way that's you know? a fantastic point Colin yeah because I, you're right he was in the in the height of his all of his drug issues at the time of the writing of, of these songs. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. right, there might be some kind of survivor's guilt there. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Of when you see someone, I mean, probably on some of the same drugs that he was yeah. fucking around with, yeah. not make it out the other end. Mm-hmm. Kind of feeling... I mean, that's why I think he's like, there's a consequence to the party. Yeah. And I go, hey, Billy, not all parties. Hashtag not all parties. <laughs> Right? True. Some parties just end, everyone goes home, yeah. and everyone's fine. Everyone had a, had a good, good time. time. Yeah, they wake up. Maybe that's the a kind of party hangover, I want that's to all. go to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so so it's kind of messed up. To, oh, there has to be a consequence to the party. No, I think I think you're kind of co-opting her tragedy. Yeah. Which bums me out. No, I get you for sure. I do. Um, with all that said, I mean, though, what's, oh, yeah. no, what's your last point? <laughs> but I was just gonna say this is a lame, this is a lame joke. But again, it's 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 not one of her acolytes paying tribute to her, mm-hmm. which would have been more appropriate. He didn't know. It's this is like what if Little Wayne came out with a song that was a tribute to who just died? Uh, Let's just say Billy Joe passed away. God forbid. Let's say Little Wayne <laughs> doing, a, you know, releasing a rap tribute to Billy Joe. Oh, and then he's yeah. like, yeah, I didn't know him, but I thought he was cool. <laughs> It would just kind of feel, wouldn't that feel unearned? It ru- it rubbed me the wrong way, like a little bit, for You're sure. You're not even in the same arena, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I know, I got that. I if do. Little, if Little Wayne did a tribute to Blink-182, however, different animals, <laughs> he toured with them for some reason. That, that doesn't make, make sense any at sense at all, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Anyway, I, I will say, though, if you ignore the fact that it was Billy Joe who wrote this song... I actually kind of like this song. I think it's like well written both musically and lyrically. And like if you didn't hear that quote too about like about this being the consequences of the party or whatever. I think just the song all by itself is actually pretty good. I'm with you, Colin. Like if I just heard some if I heard someone at a bar randomly that's, playing this song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd be like, "Hey, that's pretty good." Yeah. You know, I so I agree with you there. I think like with a lot of this album, it's not the best. It's kind of okay, mm-hmm. but the context drags it down to being much worse than it yeah. actually is. Context is key. Once you learn certain things, it just kind of becomes hard to keep enjoying the way that you, you did, or you know, yeah, as you said, just blindly because mm-hmm. it, it's called Amy. Amy, don't you go? Like it's hard to ignore. The context of this song. Yeah, well, well. With all that said, would you would you want to see uh, how we how we feel about the track list? Like, what what would you cut? Yeah, and what would you keep? That was dose. That was dose, guys. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go through it together, man. I, okay. I would see you tonight. See I would you keep, tonight. I would cut. I would keep that. I like it. All right. Um. Fuck time. I, I would also cut. Cut. Frankly. Yeah. Stop Yikes. when the red lights flash. I would cut. See, this is one I'd actually keep. 
What? Oh I'd actually gosh. keep stop when the red lights flash. Okay. I, I think it had. I don't know if it would make it to my final uh, Uno dos uh, tray. Udo tray. Yeah. Udo tray Udo combination. Tray. Right. I don't know if it would make it to that, but I think just on this album, it's not regrettable. Okay. Lazy Bones track four. Oh, that's a hard keep. Hard keep. Keeping that for days. Mm-hmm. Wild one, Colin. Wild one. How I'd do you keep. feel? I would definitely keep that one. <laughs> wild ones always on the cusp of getting cut for me damn damn harsh i think today i'll say i'll keep i like it just enough okay it, fair enough but it's yeah it better check itself okay I, fair I'm enough keep an eye on it yeah makeup party however uh makeup party hard cut hard cut hard no jesus no yeah pass uh straight heart <laughs> straight heart maybe keep. the yeah straight hearts maybe probably the best pop album Mm-hmm. Sorry, pardon me. Pop song, yeah, yeah, on the album, yeah. Ashley, I would cut. Definitely cut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Baby uh, eyes, cut for me. Cut. Uh, yeah. And oh then, uh, Lady Cobra. Oh, <laughs> uh, cut. Track ten. Cut. I definitely Cobra. cut. I'm curious what you. Okay, Colin. Track eleven, <laughs> Nightlife, featuring Lady Cobra. Would you keep that? I think I'd keep that. Oh my gosh! No. God no no! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It wouldn't make it wouldn't make Udo Trey if that makes you feel any better. Maybe that makes me feel better. I don't know. I'm sorry. Maybe dude. I need to just start this I'm whole really podcast sorry. over with someone I'm who likes Green Day. I don't shit, know. shit. I'm so sorry. Nightlife, you'd keep. Okay, well, I think it's apparent through my rage there that I would cut Nightlife. <laughs> I uh, cut it like a bitch. Oh uh, my god. Twelve. Uh wow, that's loud. I would I would wow, that's fuck. It's a hard one for me. I want to keep it because I like the tune, but I just don't really like the lyrics. Yeah, uh, at, at the end of the day, I probably think cut I would it. Probably cut it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I I I'll, in its defense, I like it more than some of the other tracks on this album. True, true. Yeah, yeah. It's not. You know, I'm gonna say. You know, I'm gonna switch that. I'm gonna switch to. I'm gonna keep. Wow, that's loud. Mm-hmm. So I can really relish cutting Amy, the last track here. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I think I would, would keep Amy. Would you keep Amy? Okay. I think so. You Just because I like the song, but yeah, I, I do still feel weird about it for sure. I feel conflicted on that one, and it's not. Again, it's not so good that I think it's worth a, a Green Day's legacy. So yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Like mostly my reaction to nightlife is like feeling defensive of Green Day. Being like, you don't want to know about this. Let me cut it for you. You don't want to clean this up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got that. Uh, So again, I think we're kind of left with an EP. Just like Uno. Yeah, definitely. I think that was what, like five tracks maybe we kept? Yeah. Something like that. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's it for Dose, folks. Thank you so much for your patience. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for listening. This, of course, is Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. You can check us out on Podomatic. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please like, review, subscribe, uh, leave a comment. We'd really appreciate that. Of course, our top comment on our Apple Podcasts <laughs> is going to Hella Mega Tour to see Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy. I shouldn't have ended with Fall Out Boy. Sorry. Should have ended with Green Day. Uh, <laughs> the tickets are very – people keep reaching out. They go, hey, I want to leave a nice review, but are these tickets real? I need to know this is a sure thing. And I tell them, shut the fuck up. Why do you care? Really? You expect free tickets? What? Are you kidding me? Hours of free entertainment about your favorite band and now you want more? Jesus Christ. You, 
That is to say the tickets are very real. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Looking forward to your reviews. Very uh, we're also on Twitter. Call in to what's that? Uh, that would be at, tweet at Green Day Pod, um, and that is redundant. Colin, the totally original Green Day podcast. I love it. Write mm-hmm. us at redundantgreendaypod at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, or corrections. We'll be getting to all of those in a very special episode of Odds and Ends, mm-hmm. kind of catching up on everything we might have missed. And of course, next week, and, and I should say, uh, coming up very shortly mm-hmm. this week. We are going to be hopping on to Trey, the final album of the trilogy. We're finally getting through it. Yep. And I'm, I'm weirdly giddy about this one, too. Um, I, after having gotten through Dose yeah. and the chore that Dose has been, yeah. I'm very excited for Trey. Cool. Yes. Cool. Well, I think the listeners will enjoy it as well. Um, but we'll see you see soon. At the end of the day, man, we just got to say... <laughs> And remember, these are quotes from Billy Joe Armstrong. We did not say this. Oh, We're God. pulling quotes here. Oh, all right? Yeah. I still hey. cringy to say this. It's it is, but we got to do it. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to do this one here. Okay. Uh, hey, you got yourself a pretty little blouse. I think I want to rub it the wrong way. Colin, do you want to spin a bottle? Play a game of chicken? Well, it's a tongue twister till your lips are bleeding. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Last thing I'll say, don't know much about relationships, don't know much about carnal flesh, you know, pleasure, anything like that. I've never once wanted to spin the bottle with a significant other and tongue twister till my lips are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right. Have a great week, folks. We'll see you soon. Peace. <laughs>